This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. If you're an entrepreneur, and particularly if you're an entrepreneur running a service-based business, I'm going to talk to you today about how you can exponentially increase your sales. And the way we're going to do that is not by necessarily just, you know, increasing our ad spend or um, adding more traffic channels, all the conventional shit that, you know, most people obsess over. We're going to take a slightly different perspective. We're going to focus on how you can reduce the friction in the transaction you make um, with every transaction you make with every customer. So pretty much the success of your business, the level of your revenues, it depends on three things, right? You can increase the number of transactions that happen in your business. You can increase the number of customers. You can increase the amount of times that your customers buy from you. And so the view that I want to take in this conversation is that your business is basically a system. It's a complex system, but I'm going to simplify it um, for the sake of this conversation, think of a system as basically a black box in the middle, and there's some inputs going into the system, and then there's some outputs coming out. So in terms of your inputs, you basically have people going into your business, clients, customers, and something happens inside this black box, and then out comes results, outcomes, goodwill, money, right? Money for you, goodwill for you, and ideally, um, results and outcomes for your clients or customers. In between, in that black box, right, you have a you have these different components. So you have an acquisition component because you want to be acquiring customers, uh, ideally at scale. So you're bringing people in to the system. Then you're building a relationship with them. You're nurturing that. You're building trust. You're building... Uh, rapport with them, you're educating them a little bit, you're telling them about how your offer, your product, you're offering the service that um, you're providing to the market is going to help them in these ways. It's going to help them um, essentially escape some of the pain, the challenges, the difficulties that they're having, and how you're going to take them literally from A to B. And then once you build that trust, hopefully you're converting them. So there's some sort of a sales event. And the sales event is the transaction. So they're exchanging money in exchange for whatever result that they want, right? Whatever result you're offering, uh, promising in all your marketing. And then once there's a transaction, there's typically uh, some form of value delivery. So you're fulfilling on the promises that you made 
and you're delivering value. Maybe you're doing that by, you know, sharing information. Um, you're sharing, you know, coaching or um, some sort of transformational service. Maybe if you're a marketing agency, you're, you know, spinning up funnels for them, whatever it might be. Um, there's some there's some component that's the delivery of the value that's promised. And then the last step in the process is either ascension, retention, or upsell. So you're either ascending them to the next level of your service stack, um, the next level of results that you can offer. And um, you know, within that component, you might also be, you know, retaining them if you're um basically offering just one product and there's a continuity aspect to it and you just want to keep renewing them at the same service level. Um, and, you know, perhaps um, perhaps you're, you're upselling into other offerings. So scaling a business is all about increasing the throughput through the stack, through, this, through the system. So the more people that transact with your business, the more people that transact at higher levels, the more revenue you make. So most people, most entrepreneurs, uh, and this is human nature, human psychology, everyone's focused on more and more and more. And I wanna refocus you on something that's, I think a huge, hugely overlooked aspect of um, business growth and particularly exponential business growth, which is, um, Honestly, I, I, I only deal with the exponential because I find the linear uh, forms of growth pretty boring because when most entrepreneurs are trying to grow their business in a linear fashion, it's all about doing more, right? Um, if I want to increase by 50%, I can just do more and typically achieve that result. But if I want to make an exponential jump, then I'm going to have to radically change how I operate. I'm going to, I'm going to need a different paradigm. And so in this conversation, I want to repoint you to exponentially increasing your revenues by reducing the friction in your pipeline. So increasing throughput by reducing friction. So I call this multiplication by subtraction. So as the entrepreneur, as a CEO, your goal should be to reduce friction at every step. So right from acquisition, you want to be acquiring, you, you want it to be easier the longer you run your business to acquire customers. You want it to be easier to build relationships with them. You want it to be easier to actually transact with them. You want it to be easier for them to get value from you. And you, need, you want it to be easier for them to either renew with you, upsell, or ascend in, in some way. So if you do that, right? You're going to find that you're able to grow your business with less effort the longer you stay in business. And this is why most of the gains in business happen over a longer duration of time. So the businesses that have been around for a while, um, they grow in a compounded way because over time, they're able to identify all the ways, all the places that they can reduce friction. So you don't want to be changing what you're selling all the time. You don't want to be switching avatars. Um, when one product is working, you don't want to, you know, think about adding more products or more offers or more traffic sources. You actually want to do the boring part. The mind doesn't want to do this. 
the mind doesn't want to go back and uh, look at the thing that's working and try to make it better because that's boring. When I was growing up, uh, I hated, so, you know, I'm sure you took exams in school and college and the common advice is that, Hey, after you finish going through the test, um, go look back and, and revise your answers, go through the answers that you submitted and, you know, just make sure you didn't make any stupid mistakes. I really couldn't do that. It just, my brain just didn't want to go back because, you know, I, I did that already. It's, it's just not interesting. This is the same reason my, my brain doesn't like watching the same movie twice, reading the same book twice. Um, because our, our brains are wired for novelty. So we're always looking for something new. We're always chasing the shiny object. And if you're an entrepreneur, uh, this, this tendency can be quite fatal. So this is, this is boring what I'm about to tell you, but honestly, if you can master this, you're going to, you're going to make a lot of money and you're actually going to save a lot of time. You're going to reduce the complexity in your business and you're going to end up with a lot more, more freedom and you, your business is just going to be a lean, mean, efficient machine. And that's really what scales. And that's really what scales exponentially with a fraction of the effort that you're probably putting in. So here's what I want you to understand that in any transaction, someone's taking on the risk. So every transaction is, it's a two-sided equation, right? There's you as the salesperson, the entrepreneur, the business uh, on one side and on the other side is your customer. So let's take an example um, of a coffee shop. So if I go to a coffee shop and I, you know, I order a cup of coffee, maybe it's a cappuccino and um, it costs, you know, five bucks, six bucks with, with tip. Now, when I pay that money, um, it's pretty immediate in, in the time it takes for me to get the value, the value equivalent of that money. So I've decided that the coffee, the, the cappuccino is worth six bucks for me. And so, you know, I swipe my card and typically within a, within a few minutes, uh, they call my name and they have my coffee ready. Now, if I'm not satisfied with the cup of coffee, most coffee shops, you can say, hey, um, the coffee tastes a little burnt. Could you remake this? They don't mind, right? The barista will probably just um, just toss that or put it aside and make you a new coffee uh, so that you're satisfied. Now, in that transaction, and this is a simplified example, but it'll, it's really going to illustrate the point for you. In that transaction, the value is pretty immediate. So I I, um, I pay the money, and within a few minutes, I have the the thing that I wanted in exchange. And there's very little risk. And really, when I when I say risk, it's really all about the perceived risk. Because risk is completely depend, dependent on my perception. So the thing that I want you to understand is that the longer it takes to get value, the higher the perceived risk. So that's why this conversation is going to be particularly relevant for service-based entrepreneurs, even though any entrepreneur can really apply all this. But in most service-based businesses, there is a longer time to value. And the longer the time to value, the higher the perceived risk. So I'll give you an example. I hired a marketing agency to create some marketing campaigns and you know I had to pay them upfront. 
and you know they have like a standard process that they take their clients through to spin up um you know write copy and you know do all this stuff conduct all this research and then put it all together in the form of a, a marketing funnel and so in this transaction i'm the one taking the risk because i'm not going to see the value for let's say a month or a couple of months and in this particular and i've i've hired a you know a, a few marketing agencies in my time and you know most of them have to be honest completely shit the bed and what's happened is that it's taken months to get value and and even then they don't really perform at the level that they they claim uh that their promises are are set to so you know if you're running a service based business what's likely happening is that you want the money up front right you want to be paid because the lifeblood of your business is cash you're trying to increase your cash flow you're trying to increase um how much money you bring in so that you can actually sustain your level of marketing spend you can you know pay your employees you can um you can operate basically right pay yourself and in most of these transactions it's usually the customer that's taking on the risk now because in service based businesses the time to value is longer than let's say a coffee shop or you know an e-commerce product or a saas product uh actually depends on the saas product so this might you know be applicable for certain saas products as well where you know for example if you run a saas analytics company and there's a month long onboarding phase uh where you're setting up the technology and the the data warehouse whatever that might be and then you know month 2 month 3 is when they actually start getting the reports that give them the intel to start making the changes in the business that will eventually impact the bottom line so the longer that time to value period the higher the perceived risk is now here's the thing the higher the perceived risk the less safe that the customer feels in making the transaction therefore the lower the likelihood that they make the transaction think about it if you are being asked to take on all the risk in a transaction then that's going to require a certain level of emotional regulation from you to be able to handle that risk to hold that risk because that risk is really the risk of losing um resources money time energy all those things now if you're asking your customers to take on the risk there's likely a fewer number of people who have the appetite who have the capacity to take that risk on and because there's fewer people who have that capacity you're going to make fewer transactions and you know i have a rule in my business i don't make any transactions where my uh prospect or customer is in a state of fight or flight i only make transactions when they're completely present when they're grounded when they feel safe when they feel calm because for me that's the energy that they're going to bring in to my business and for me the energy of my business is my number one value and so your goal as an entrepreneur should be to reduce the perceived risk that your prospects are experiencing when they're choosing to transact with your business so i want to give you four ways to do that um the first one is authority so if you're transacting with um a company like starbucks right you pretty much you know know starbucks you know the brand uh everyone knows it really 
And so there is a certain market authority that they have. So people have a pre-existing idea of how good coffee would be, um, you know, at Starbucks. The same thing applies for, you know, any service-based business. If you're, um, if you've been in business for a while, if you have, you know, podcasts, if you've released books, uh, if you put out a lot of public content, then people are going to feel like you have a lot more authority. Really, this is a function of one thing, which is the most more visible you are, the more that people assume that you're legit. Because, you know, shady people, people who are, um, you know, not really delivering on the promises that they make to their clients and customers, well, they don't really want to be seen, right? They're not going to be really putting themselves out there and, you know, courting more attention. So typically, the more visible you are, the more people assume that you have authority and therefore you're legitimate, which means it's going to reduce the perceived risk that they feel when they're transacting with you. Number two, a results guarantee. So this can be in the form of you know, a money-back guarantee, performance-based pricing. So one of my friends, uh, Eric, he, Eric Schechter, he founded um, a company called GiddyUp. And these guys, they're a marketing agency, but they're completely performance-based, which means they get paid when you get paid, right? And so they're very selective with the, the people that they take on, the, the products and the clients um, that they take on, because they only make money when they can deliver results for their, for their clients. Now, this is something I only recommend when you can own the, the full scope of whatever it takes to, to deliver the result. If any part of um, achieving the result depends on your client, on how they behave, on how they show up, on their mindset, whatever it might be, you don't have full control over the result. And in that case, maybe you want to consider using a different way to reduce perceived risk. So, which brings me to number three, which is value upfront or upfront value. So here you want to consider um, stacking the amount of value that you provide before the transaction. You can also think about this as a demonstration of value. So typically, um, you know, people put out case studies, webinars, lead magnets, all these things that, um, you know, are designed to give a little bit of value, but most people, they really sell themselves short because most entrepreneurs operate from a place of scarcity where particularly on the service side, they think that if they give too much upfront, um, you know, it triggers their fear of loss. So here, the, the, the company that's willing to deliver tremendous amounts of value before even a transaction is made is going to be at a huge advantage because the people who transact with that business, they're going to feel less, it's going to lower their sense of perceived risk, which is going to make it more likely that they transact with that company. And the fourth one is case studies, testimonials, and other forms of social proof. So the more evidence you can provide that you have actually, you know, stood true to your word, you've delivered value, um, you've actually delivered on the promises that you make, and other people have actually gotten that result, um, the lower the perceived risk for every additional person who's transacting with your business. So ideally, you're doing all of this, right? Now, again, this is unsexy. 
and I'm going to make another video about um, now money versus future money. But really, most entrepreneurs operate in a state of scarcity, in a state of fight or flight. They're in a survival mode, and they're only looking at stuff right now. And that's what causes them to, you know, chase shiny objects or just add more shit to their business that only makes it more complicated and harder to run. And honestly, this stuff is less sexy, but it's going to make you so much more money. So again, to recap, your goal as an entrepreneur should be to increase the throughput through your system, right? The system where clients, customers are coming in and they're walking, walking out with results, outcomes, um, and giving you goodwill as well as money, right? Whatever you're charging them. And the more the throughput through the system, the more money you make, the more results you drive for your ideal customers, uh, the more goodwill there is in the market about your products and services. Four ways that you can reduce the perceived risk, which would reduce the friction, which would increase the throughput and number of transactions, and even the size of transactions, because honestly, when there's lower perceived risk, people are willing to buy your premium product. So you can actually raise your prices because remember pricing also, it, it's, this is all psychology guys. So with pricing, the bigger the ticket price, the higher the perceived risk. So if you can offset some of that perceived risk by using the four keys that I, that I just gave you, that's authority results guarantee, upfront value, and social proof, then it's going to make it easier for them. It's going to require less capacity from them to take on that risk because you're taking on some of that risk, either with a results guarantee or you're providing enough value upfront. There's so many case studies, testimonials, social proof. There's so much authority that you built up by putting out free stuff um, that they feel better, right? They, they are more regulated. Uh, they're making that decision to transact with you in a state of emotional regulation, abundance, desire, right? You don't want people to be in fear when they buy from you because that's the energy that they're going to bring into your business. It's going to come into your business. They're going to bring that energy. And then uh, this is going to impact pretty much every part of your business because every touch point is going to be colored by that energy of fear. And when your clients are in a state of fear, then they're not gonna they're not gonna be the best clients. And we as entrepreneurs have to take responsibility for the energy of clients that come into our business. So I hope that was helpful. Drop a comment, share, subscribe. Um, I'd love to know what your takeaways were from this, and just pick one thing that you can implement. This is all about the future, right? You have to be able to detach from this addiction to putting out fires every single day to building and optimizing the system for long-term growth. And the entrepreneurs who are able to think long-term, who are able to build for the future, um, are the ones who are going to compound growth exponentially. They're the ones who are going to dominate the market. They're the ones who are going to you know, really just own um own that, own that niche, right? So hope this was useful. I love you. I wish you all the best. And I hope you have an incredible 2022. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people. 
or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.